Welcome back to the Listen Up Podcast, where we analyze a new album each week. I'm Jamie, and this week we've got me, Nick, and Jordan. This week we're going to be taking a look at Good Kid Mad City, the regular edition by Kendrick Lamar, released in 2012, and it was picked by Jordan. Jordan, you want to you tell us a little bit more about why? No. Okay. Kidding, then- <laughs> kidding. Okay, okay, so... Um- uh, so I was, uh, I originally liked, uh, what's it called? Backseat Freestyle. That was a really, really popular song. Good one. Mm-hmm. Banger, banger. Um, then I got, uh, I listened to Money Trees because honestly, the, okay, th- th- this is, this is going to sound bad and good. So I listened to Money Trees. Well, the only, the only time I listened to it was that snippet on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. With like the girl's high voice. Didn't listen to it. But then someone posted a, a different meme of it saying when all they've listened to is the TikTok part at a party. And it was like the whole song for a minute without that part. And I was like, wait, this song is actually pretty good in the part that's not just the girl part. Which the girl part's good. But I was like, I didn't want to listen to it yet. But then after I heard that part, that's when I listened to it. Yeah, And I just heard this is a good album for a while. So I just wanted to force myself to listen to it at this point. Yes, so so I never heard it before. Right, you'd only or heard I, like a couple songs, right? Yeah, and everybody's familiar with it, I think, to a certain extent because of just Kendrick's influence on not just like the rap culture, but yeah, to all culture, all music genres. But yeah, that's why. Gotcha. Um. Yeah. So. Nick- so I. I Huh? Sorry, so no. sorry. Just to just to clarify, I hadn't listened to all of it before, right. but I wanted. So it's kind of this, this kind of a you did the same thing with Igor, right? Yeah, I did. Because there's not a ton of albums I've listened to. I've said before, right. like just all the way through. So if I just want to listen to an album, then I'll pick it and then dissect it. Mm-hmm. Oh, can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> the the word dissect is copyrighted by the dissect <laughs> podcast. Um, sorry, Cole Kishner. Nick, how much had uh you you've listened to this album before, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I got back into it whenever I listened to the first season of Dissect, and it was all about uh to pimp a butterfly, and the first mm-hmm. two, or maybe I think it's the second and the third episode, or about are about Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, and after because it, it like sets up um Kendrick at his point in his life when he wrote uh T Pab. Yeah. Uh, right. But I, I went back and listened to Good Kid, Mad City in full mm-hmm. when I was listening to that first season of Dissect. And um, and I knew the majority of the songs on it, but I, I think I had forgotten about um, The Art of Peer Pressure. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't heard Good Kid in a long time, hadn't heard Reel in a long time. But I remembered most of them besides that. And I, I also didn't understand... Um, some of the significance in the lyricism of sing about me i'm dying of thirst until yeah. i actually listen to um, dissect talk about it and then talk about the connections between it and keisha's song from section 80 but um uh yeah it's got it uh i've loved the hits off of it for a long time right and uh digging into the lyrics and just the general feeling of of the other songs, the the deep cuts, so to speak, off of the album, they're they're also very good. So yeah, I was glad to listen to it again. Yeah, kind of for me, it's it's one of those albums where like I've listened to it, I don't know how many times, but um, like whenever I first heard it, like I heard like Mad City was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then also like Money Trees and Backseat Freestyle, I'd heard those, and then even like. Swimming pools was pretty Yeah, popular. swimming pools. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's yeah, that, that's and, the biggest song that I remember. I don't even remember yeah. really hearing Mad City until I think you showed it to me. Yeah. I, I, I knew Mad City because of the meme. I hate saying I know songs because of the meme. Man, but... maybe maybe I just heard it and then like 
I was the Every person who played it all the time. Because to me, it was like maybe. swimming pools and Mad City were definitely the biggest ones. But maybe that's just nah, like me projecting that? that upon myself. Nah, do you remember the meme with like the crow where it's like every time I'm streets, I hear crack, 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 beating down. And then like, I do not. There's like the. Okay, anyways, sorry. <laughs> that's what I remember. <laughs> yeah, they replace like the yeah, yeah with like a crow, like right. going like rah. It's so funny. But, anyways. There was um on Vine there was the the Vine of like the heavier set black guy dancing in like uh it's like a Walmart parking lot or something but it's like Mad City but then there's like it's like a EDM remix of it and that's actually a pretty good remix I'm gonna lie the yeah 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 makes really good for uh like mega bass drop yeah, yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Yeah. I can't, I can't and I remember that button. That, I thought that was what you were going to say whenever you're talking about memes, because that's the only meme with it I remember. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, but okay. <laughs> I, I've always liked the album. I was excited when you said we were going to do it. Yeah. yeah. It definitely, There's a lot of songs I actually did like on here. But what, 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 It was what one that I had listened to, but then I never really sat down to like understand what it's about until like the Dissect episode on it was. And then I was like, oh, okay. So it's like a whole nother a whole no- it took on another level after that so yeah um yeah but i mean i enjoy it i've i've enjoyed it before i enjoyed it listening to it this week it's been good um okay so then i guess we want to start talking about like this the album yeah we, we start, we'll start we'll, we'll get down to the nitty-gritty yeah 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 okay do you, do, you, do, you, do you want me to start off or um no i okay so i guess i'll start off then um i really Sorry, I really enjoy the employment of like the the kind of his his kendrick's or i guess at this point in this uh the kendrick cinematic universe um this is uh k dot and i really like the use of his parents yeah calling his phone that then (laughs) pushes it serves as a really clean transition between tracks on the album yeah um like the first the first song which sets up kendrick is going to um even though he knows it's probably like not gonna be very like safe for him he's going to someone named shireen's house and then his he like gets a call as he's pulling up and then uh it ends with um you're killing my uh what's his dad say i think at the end of it he says like you're killing my motherfucking vibe fuck some damn domino nobody want to hear that nobody want to hear your ass matter of fact cut my motherfucking oldies back on you're killing my motherfucking vibe Yeah. And then Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe starts. And that happens yeah. <laughs> so many times throughout it. And I hadn't caught all of them before. For whatever reason, though, like my second to last re-listening of it, I was like, oh, oh, wow. That's like really clean. Yeah. yeah and uh, really I know at the, at the end of. Is Mad City the song that's right before Swimming Pools? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because at the end of that, one of his friends in the skit says, like, Take a drink of this or something like that. Yeah. Just lay back and drink that. And then, yeah. Nigga, pass that the bottle. Damn. You ain't the one that got fucked up. What you holding it for? Nigga's always acting unsensitive and shit. Nigga, that ain't no word. Nigga, shut up. Dot, you good, my nigga? Don't even trip. Just lay back and drink that. Sit down. Frank, Frank. Stand up. Frank, Frank. Pass out. Frank, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many good songs on this album. Mm-hmm. I forgot that the intro skit, I guess, the intro lyrics of the mm-hmm. album are like the. I think what. What uh, Cole Kushner from Dissect, I think he called it the sinner's prayer, but it's basically like the prayer you pray to 
to have like Christian salvation to like devote your life to right. following God and stuff. Lord God, I come to you as sinner and I humbly repent for my sins. I believe that Jesus is Lord. I believe you raised him from the dead. I will ask that Jesus come in my life and be my Lord and Savior. I receive Jesus to take control of my life and that I may live for him and this day for Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me with your precious blood. In Jesus' name, amen. I, I forgot that that was the, the first piece of audio on the album. That's that's the intro to to Shireen. And uh, why is it called AKA Master Splinter's daughter? Isn't Master Splinter the rat? And I've never been sure about that one. Yeah, uh, it's TMNT. Uh, yeah, it's about the. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just thought about that when when I pulled up the lyrics to look at them. I was like, wait, why is this? Why does this reference Master Splinter? Because he doesn't talk about <laughs> any Ninja Turtles in the song, or and Master Splinter's he's the he's the good he's like the sensei, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he's the Rat Sensei. Okay, he's so not, according according to this person on Genius, they say that it likely signifies Shireen's like hood rat status. Maybe okay, like that makes her sense. dad's like a hood oh. rat, so she's like the wow. I guess protege. That's actually that's actually amazing. Could be if that's if that's accurate. That's that's a deep one right there. <laughs> that is. I was like, it makes sense though. It makes sense. I could see it. But yeah. Um. So again, we were all familiar with the regular ones. Like I don't know. Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe was really good to listen to. I like that. Right. Backseat Freestyle is still amazing. Still mm-hmm. very good. Um, yeah. If you put it over the AHA Take On Me beat, <laughs> it becomes exponentially better also. Um, Even more. Don't ask me how. Yes, it's amazing. Um, some of the tracks weren't like super stick-out-ish to me, but one that I liked a lot and I wasn't expecting was Poetic Justice oh, yeah. by Dr- with featuring Drake. That song is like easily one of my favorite now on this album mm-hmm. um just like the drake feature i think is amazing in this like i think drake does a really good job um uh just rapping in general um kendrick also but i i really like uh drake's um drake's part uh, yeah that's kind of I don't have anything specific about the song. I just liked it a lot. It's kind of like, like a vibe, you know? Uh-huh. I didn't know. It's it's similar in feeling to, to Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just... It's a little bit... Sorry. Sorry, Dick. What yeah, just, just more of a more of a relaxed song compared to songs like... Like Backseat Freestyle is a, is a more hard song like like Mad City. And then like The yeah. Art of Peer Pressure isn't isn't necessarily like a like a hard energetic song but it has darker themes that go along with it but but poetic justice and bitch don't kill my vibe are mostly just yeah vibey music yeah a little vibey yeah Mm -hmm. i didn't know that poetic justice was a term for for an actual literary device like right like poetic justice is is when like yeah, a villain right. gets what's coming to them or it okay poetic justice is basically analogous to, to karma right yeah i think i kind of knew that but i didn't think it was i thought it was i don't know it was an actual term i thought it was just a like term coined uh like kind of like an idiom kind of you're just like right. oh they got their poetic justice i didn't know it was actually oh, yeah. like an actual mm-hmm. literary term though yeah it's like a it's like a cool. it's like a real thing ah ring ding ding <laughs> so yeah i don't know uh, but again money trees is just so good also it is great uh excellent i think there's a little deeper meaning to it i was trying to figure it out 
Give me one. So if, if, if one of you guys want to talk about it, I don't know if you guys had any deeper meanings to Money it. Trees or the album. Yeah. Uh, the m- I mean, Money, Money Trees just kind of, it's it's an overarching narrative talking about uh, like how Kendrick and his crew are like, you know, uh, just dreaming of like better days where it's like, yeah, which is the whole, you know, sh- getting shade under the Money Trees. But yeah. it's also like... I, a narrative about them going and like robbing like a wealthy neighborhood whenever you see whenever yeah. they see no one's there and i think i like i really like the chorus when he's talking about like a dollar might just fucking mean but Because basically saying the influence that money has on people also, maybe even like rappers specifically, like as soon as you make it, then you're like, oh, I don't need my old friends anymore. You know, I got, I got, which uh, for a long time, I think was the case. Like people get famous and then just kind of maybe forget about the people that maybe helped them get there or like was with them during like the hard times Mm -hmm. because they got a little bit of a big head or something. But like that line and then he addresses like making the lane switch and then like, or in to juxtapose that line, he says a dollar might turn to a million and we all rich, which mm-hmm. means like he's helping out all his friends instead of, yeah. you know, leaving all of them. So if one of them get, and I, I've heard Drake even say like, uh, like everybody hustling, but I'm the one who made it or something. Yeah. And now I take care of everybody, stuff like that. You know, it's just like, I think there's a really like, uh, what's it called? Like very closeness in certain like areas of like um i don't know what to call it uh like certain neighborhoods have like they're their only support group you know because a lot of people look down on them and stuff like Mm -hmm. i guess compton would be one of them or like the bronx or like detroit or something Mm -hmm. uh because of their uh what's it called like history of high crime i'm not saying that there like is like i mean there's definitely problems most places or some places but I think people just want to disassociate with that. So they become like their own, their biggest support group. And then I think once some of them make it, you know, then, uh, then they help everybody else out who's around them. And that's what I think that Kendrick gives back a lot to his community too. Right. I think. Yeah. He, he gave like a major donation to a, uh, like a music to, program at the high music school, program, right? Yeah, at his yeah. at the high school that he graduated from, and he didn't really yeah, it's just, like publicize or tell anybody about it. And then an interviewer in an interview asked him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, how do you know that? Nobody's supposed to know that." <laughs> like <laughs> he, he didn't like want to go out and like tell everyone that he did it. And yeah, no, that's all I'm saying. So I think a lot of them like to give back too because. Um, because of the place they grew up but that's why i like money trees a lot too mm-hmm. just kind of talking about how also he got big and like what money can do to people or what it can't do and all that stuff mm-hmm. so that's why it's still one of my favorite songs and the chorus is just hella good it is it go holly be- the holly yeah, berry it's part. a re- it's a it's probably one of the more like catchy i guess choruses yeah. on the album it's one that like you hear like the first word and you're like, oh, I know this song. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it a lot. Yeah, my, um, Money Treats is an excellent one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was one that I never really um, dug into the lyrics of before mm-hmm. because I I just I enjoyed the the feeling of the song so much to begin with. I feel like I do that with a lot of my favorite songs on old albums that I 
never really I don't know where I'm going with this. I do that with a fair amount of uh, popular like hits and stuff that have really good and catchy instrumentation. I just don't look into the lyrics because yeah, whenever the song comes on, I don't want to look up the lyrics and and read along. I want to just listen to the song because it's so catchy. And I was I was glad I looked into it a little more and and uh, it, it's impressive that he talk he has meditations on being cautious with what you do with like big checks and and huge amounts of money when this was his breakout album really yeah before before this album was was section 80 and it it got acclaim but it didn't break him into the mainstream anything like this album did i don't think Mm -hmm. like this album has so many hits on it like money trees uh swimming pools like at, even Mad City and Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe and Backseat, there's a lot of good songs. And Compton too. Compton's really good. Compton too. is good, yeah. Compton. 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 Ain't no city. Ain't no city quite, city quite like that. Uh, right. <laughs> wow, good good serenation. Always good serenation. Um I'm trying to think of more stuff. I, I I usually just kinda let it like like I usually just listen to it a lot. Um and I like whenever I listen to songs, like let's just say not for the podcast, but whenever I listen to like other songs, mm-hmm. I usually don't look at meanings, uh, just because uh, I usually try to deduce myself what it is. So like, yeah. actually, you know what? A lot of songs I listen to probably don't even have a bigger meaning. You know, it's usually just about you know drug game bulimic. You know, <laughs> uh, that's oh my gosh, sorry, did that was you, a really funny line. Did you say, did you say drug game bulimic? Yeah, there's a in the in the uh, "We Don't Care" song for by uh, Kanye that I showed you with like the kids singing. Uh, uh, yeah, uh-huh. he says uh, the drug game bulimic. It's hard to get weight. I think he said, or it's it's hard to like like get weight in like the the uh, like the game. Mm-hmm. Like getting weight in the game means like you have a lot of like people or like maybe like uh like places you can business. sell to yeah 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 they said the drug game bulimic it's hard to get weight mm-hmm. which is kind of i don't know anyways sorry that song has uh, i feel like i feel like that song is a great example of listening to old music that that used to be fine and then you listen to it now and you're like wow he could have just he could have <laughs> found a different metaphor you know yeah, it's like that's a little bit problematic, <laughs> but ah, uh, just timeless classics. Um, Jamie, I was gonna ask if you have what's what's your favorite like, well, what, what's your favorite song that's not like super mainstream? I guess I would say maybe like a little more. Uh, sing song. about me. Sing about me. Okay, yeah. See, yeah, okay, let's, let's talk one. about that song. One, when I started listening to it, I didn't. I'll tell you. I think I already told you this, Jamie and Nick, but I'll say for the podcast. I started listening to it on the toilet while I was like going through Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll listen to the song real quick. Cause I like at the beginning, like five minutes go by. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I know, I know, I know there's like a beat switch. So I went and looked, I still didn't look at the time for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I just looked at the, I just made sure the song was still on the same song. And I was like, yeah. okay, it's still on the same song. Then it kept going longer. And I was like, oh, tired of running. Tired. Yeah. And I was going to, that's was pretty long say, into the song too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when she talks about like, uh, well, no, he talks about, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the part, but it's about, it's like the chorus about like uh, water and stuff. Mm-hmm. Hold on. The like skit? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes and no. Like he says, it's probably, it's it's got to be in the dying of thirst part. Yeah, probably. yeah. It's like, uh, it might be like the hands on the wheel who said we wasn't. Dying of thirst, dying of thirst. Um, he said something about uh. Okay, well, anyways, I was gonna relate it to getting baptized because I think that's. Oh wait, it might be like too many sins are running out. Somebody send me a well for the drought. So it's just like saying a lot of like uh like religious uh right metaphors slash like diction, and so I was gonna be like, oh, this is obviously talking about a baptism, and then at the end there's a skit that's just like. Hey, you need to get baptized, and I was like, okay, well, there goes the 
There goes my big brain <laughs> IQ <laughs> deduction. Yeah, I deduced. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that hard to deduce, but I was like, oh, he might be talking about baptism here, like getting closer to God. And then he's like, like dying of thirst could mean like, obviously he wasn't baptized and maybe he needs like the, the holy water of like Jesus to like right. help him. Mm-hmm. And then that's basically what the ending was. It was like, hey, you guys need to get baptized and accept Jesus. And I was like, okay, well. Great. That's uh, you're talking about the skit I... with the woman in the stop and go parking lot or whatever. At the yeah, end. yeah, yeah. But it's good. Man. You are a sinner. It is. It is. It's, I didn't know a... that. Um, the woman who does that skit is that what I think that he is? I know that's not what I think that he is. Why are you so angry? See, you young men are dying of thirst. Do you know what that means? That means. You need water, holy water. You need to be baptized with the Spirit of the Lord. It's Maya Angelou. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I learned that what? from this. I think Cole said that, and I was like, mm. oh. I was like, because like, whenever I would listen to the song, like I would kind of recognize her voice. Mm-hmm. And then we said that, I was like, oh, yes. Um. Yeah, I hate that the song's twelve minutes long because it can't, you know, cut yeah. in that much. But yeah, it's, yeah. I, man, I love it so much. It's such a good song. Mm-hmm. Like the the first part of it, talking about, um, the first line talking about like someone. It it's the the person getting back for revenge for their brother who got killed earlier in the album, and then, um, how it, it like. It ends with they're basically it's them like what like writing a letter or something right or like they're getting a message to to the narrator who would be uh, Kendrick. Yeah, for, yeah, you're talking about verse um, one. Yeah, and then verse one mm-hmm. it, it ends with uh. Forever, I'ma push it wherever, whenever, and I love you cause you love my brother like you did. Just promise me you tell the story when you make it big, and if I die before your album drop, I hope. I love you because you love my brother like you did. Just promise, just promise me you'll tell the story when you make it big. And if I die before your album drop, I hope. And then there's gunshots, and so like, oh, damn. Yeah. So that already starts. And then the next one's about uh, that goes through a, a chorus. Um, and then the next verse is um, it's a song that you were talking about that referenced uh, Keisha's song on mm-hmm. a Section Eighty, which is uh, like Kendrick's kind of take on a song kind of based on Brenda's got a baby. I'm pretty sure that's Tupac. Yeah, it was. Um it's just talking about like you know, someone's someone's having a rough time and then they get pregnant by one of their clients in like high school or something. Um and then it's just talking about like talking about like th- their situation. Uh and then it's like they move on to the um they go back into the chorus and then it's like uh i think it i think it's from kendrick's like perspective yeah the third uh, verse sometimes i look in the mirror and ask myself am i really scared of passing away if it's today i hope i hear a cry out from heaven so loud it can water down a demon with the holy ghost till it drown in the blood of jesus Sometimes I look in the mirror and ask myself, am I really scared of passing away? If it's today, I hope I hear a cry out from heaven so loud it can water down a demon with the Holy Ghost till it drown in the blood of Jesus. I wrote some raps that make sure that my lifeline freaking... Um, and then he just talks about, like, not sure, you know, like, scared of life, basically. Uh, and then it ends with, am I worth it? Did I put enough work in? As in, like, is he worth making it out to tell the prior two stories of the song, which are, you know, which is a whole other, um, the, the person making it big out of that situation. It's kind of like survivor's guilt, right? Like, why am I, why am I the one who's like been like, what deems me good enough to then be tasked with carrying on the message and like stuff like that. Um, and that's kind of like, I guess the end of the first song. And then there's like the, the second half of it. Hey, 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 
like we, we niggas, we right back here. Nigga, brother, nigga, they just killed the only brother, my nigga. We right here on the block, my nigga. Uh, all right, all right, nigga, nigga, just come. All right, all right, just call me back, back, call me back. So what we gonna do, my niggas? What we gonna do? Bruh, bruh, we can go back right now, my nigga. Like, nigga, I don't give a fuck, my nigga. We can go back right now. Fuck, I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of fucking running. I'm tired of this shit. My brother, homie. Tired of running. like uh more of it's like it's like super it feels like you're super panicked the entire time it's like <laughs> it puts you re, it's like really uneasy but it feels really well i mean it's cool um and then it's just talking about like you know i'm tired of running i, I was gonna say how I, many sins like i understand the panic but to, to me it almost like the tired of running tired of hustling yeah. it, it seems like he's exhausted of the the life that he's lived so far and he's like there there has right. to be something more like he it's a simultaneous struggle of him wanting to get out of that scenario but also wanting to feel worthy to get out of the scenario right and and so every every so there's what is it five or six it's five verses of the second section of the song and each one is like talking about being tired of the life and then every one of those verses ends with dying of thirst dying of thirst dying of thirst mm -hmm. um and then there's the outro skill which is like it's like a narrative someone like i'm tired of this shit tired of running tired of this shit that's my brother homie and then it's like uh my angelo comes in and tells him like you guys need to stop what you're doing you're dying of thirst you need holy water <laughs> pray with me and then they pray together and then she ends with all right now remember this day the start of a new life your real life as in like they were just baptized so they can be free of like the the gang life that they're living in um and then it goes into the song real which is really good too but i, I feel think, like i don't know i i just i think that sing about me is probably one of my favorites on the album i just love it so much really mm -hmm. I think again, it might be a little bit. It's just so long, so it's not a song right. that I can like enjoy. Like Runaway pushes that almost, but it's short enough where I can. And the the last three minutes of the song is basically him just like auto tuned and like a like with a beat behind it. So I can I can sometimes skip that if I want to. So it's like a five minute song or something or even six. But like you kind of have to digest this whole song like kind of every time you listen to right. it. Right. And know? that's that's the reason I like it is it's like it's not one that I would, I would just like throw on okay at like a party sense. or something. <laughs> yeah. <But> like, <laughs> it's such a good like narrative exposé of yeah, of like the, the concept throughout the that's that's been leading up to this point and then rounds out the track or the album with like after that is the next song is about like you know kind of starting to really feel and celebrate like the idea of like you know you're real so therefore like you know you, like you like live your life kind of yeah and then uh compton's like uh it's a good like Compton, like it's, it's a, a triumph anthem, you know right yeah it is, it's a it triumphant is. anthem like you were talking about yeah. the, the brotherhood of certain of like different cities around the u.s mm -hmm. jordan it it's it's a good anthem for the the city of Compton. yeah it is and jamie I, when you're talking about like survivor's guilt i mm -hmm. forgot when i first heard about that is like probably sometime in middle school or high school like that's insane like i've yeah. thought about like the uh i think i read it in, like it's probably like a book or something and we like went over like what survivor's guilt was or something but like that's so much like stuff to have on you right like mm -hmm. Like if if people get if like say you're driving a car and you crash the car and you survive but your friend doesn't, yeah. Like I cannot imagine like the amount of. I don't know, death. Death is always hard to mm -hmm. come to grips with, especially when you are technically the person that caused it, but for some reason you're alive and they're not. You know. Yeah. Heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we don't have to go into that. I I've just thought about it before. Like, what if? What if? Yeah. In in um. 
themes of like emotional climax like this is this is kind of the the pinnacle of um kind of like the the turning point of the narrative kind of like you're you're going down into a valley and then you you come up out of this and um that's analogous to the song you on to pimp a butterfly that's like the most emotionally distraught song on that album and then i feel like damn doesn't have any insanely sad songs xxx tackles like big social issues and emotional trauma but it's 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 a lot angrier and but uh but fear fear kind of deals with that survivor's guilt some and it's uh Mm -hmm. it's like a i think it's like seven minutes long it's really good in that song he talks about um the first verse is from his i'm not sure if it's from his perspective but it's from a seven-year-old's perspective the second verse is a 17-year-old's perspective and the third verse is a 27-year-old's perspective i know the 27-year-old perspective is his perspective for sure Mm -hmm. but um but yeah he's he he's just great at crafting like pretty straightforward storytelling that's he he can uh, Kendrick can be metaphorical, but at the same time, the the lyricism is grounded enough to where you can you can wrap your mind about it, especially if you sit down to read it, because th- this song especially is very lyrical. It's like bars after bars after bars that aren't that that aren't going after anyone. They're just like heavy. They're <laughs> they're difficult to think right, about, yeah. and um, uh, it's just it's astronomically impressive to me that uh that he went from an album like this that still tells a very profound story and gives an example for that that should help people empathize with the life of someone who grows up in Compton he goes from that to to pimp a butterfly which is like simultaneously like very broad and epic and very personal and relatable yeah. with like the emotional struggles he goes through and then and and damn i still need to really get into it like it mm-hmm. all, all the all the songs dna is a good song what'd you say dna yeah so dna is a good <laughs> DNA, song dna is a very good song but i will agree <laughs> unanimous i'm kidding like yeah, actually song. i i actually really like that song too i like that song too a lot but uh but yeah D- dna seems like it's more it's a bit of a more like meta or broader philosophical album to an extent, but mm-hmm. it's it's one that I still need to get into. I got I've you. been into it, but it's one that I still need to figure out more. You know. Gotcha. But yes, if you if you can't tell, I'm a I'm a very large Kendrick fan. I mean, dude, you, dude? me too. I I love his work, mm-hmm. like. It's crazy how good this album is, and yet you can still tell that like every three years he gets exponentially better. <laughs> like, yeah, this album is really, really good. But then, like, especially looking at all the like metaphors and just so much intention behind every single line on To Pimp a Butterfly, and then Dam's, like, also just incredibly good. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... And then you look at it overarching, where it's, like, this is, like, the kid K-Dot, and then he moves into being more of, like, a Kendrick figure in T-Pab, and then you look at the journey of another narrator, Kung Fu Kenny, who is still the uh, continuation of uh, Kendrick at the end of Topimbo Butterfly, but he goes through even more of a transformative understanding about like living, like living a good life and stuff like that. Like it's crazy. It's so good. And section 80 has got some good stuff on it too. Is mm-hmm. it the album before this one? High power. Good. Hole ups. Good. Section, section 80. Mm hmm. Is that a Kendrick album? Yeah, it's the album before this one. Why have I never heard of it? It's Why have I super, never heard of this album? super under 
Because this was the one that he got big with, like found mainstream yeah, success. Yeah. ADHD is good. I think Section Eighty is it? Te- was it technically a mixtape or was it a full album? Um, I think it's I think it's a full album that kind of pieced together different mm-hmm. singles that he had came out with, and they they released that's right, it, that's right. They released it officially, but it wasn't supposed to be thematic like Good Kid, Mad City, or like Tempest right. Butterfly. Yeah, that makes sense. And and that's the other one. That's the other reason it wasn't like as you just because it's not like this massive conceptual. Because like I don't know if we if we ever explicitly said it, but like good good kid, Mad City is is just kind of like a day in the life of a very like a very transformative day, I guess, in the life Mm -hmm. of uh, Kendrick and his friends. Um, or it starts out them just hanging out. He doesn't know what to do. Like, they're just kind of doing whatever. And then uh, they go to rob someone. Someone's in the house. They leave. They get away from the cops. They see some rival, like, gang members take some shots at them. One of them, one of their friends gets shot. He dies. Man, it's a thing. Yeah. And, and then that's his the brother. In, yeah, and then that's his brother in Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst. And then they get saved in the parking lot by Maya Angelou. They talk about wanting something real, finding something real, celebrating being real. And then uh, it ends with like the, the massive fanfare of Compton. It's good, though. It's really good. Yeah, I, I feel like coincidentally, I've seen a lot of just media and... Um, discovered it in different songs that i i didn't realize it was a prevalent theme in or that i'd forgotten about like Mm self-love being such an important aspect of like like who you want to be kendrick talks about it in to pimp a butterfly and it's a it's a huge part of real i I think it's at the end of every verse he says but what but what but what love got to do with it when you don't love yourself that's at the end of the first verse. end of the second verse like it's all about like you can't give someone else the love you think you can when you don't understand like yourself like if if you don't understand if you don't understand yourself or value yourself you're not going to be able to give the the most that you possibly could to someone else or devote yourself to someone else like you, like you think you're able to if you don't yeah. recognize what you have what you have to offer, but also like loving yourself is also recognizing your, your shortcomings and and what you can work on so that you can communicate that like to your partner and things like that. But like real it's, um, uh, I from, from to pimp a butterfly. I love Uh, that song. Well, I prefer the single release of it, but (laughs) the one on the the album, yeah, it, it, when Contextually, you to the whole album, it serves a very good purpose. Yes, on okay. the album. But if I'm just but throwing if, it on, yeah. the single is what you want to listen to. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you haven't seen his performance where he did it on SNL, that's very good as well. He wears he wears black contacts, and his eyes look like completely black. It's freaky. Yeah, but um, and also uh. 3005 by Childish Gambino isn't really about self-love, but he's, he's talking about like there, mm-hmm. there's themes that you can't, you can't fully rely on another person. Like you have to, like you can't just dump all of your effort and energy into another person and, and forget the value of your own self or the value of the things that you enjoy because like people are human and humans let each other down, you know? like right yeah but self-love has just been very prevalent in a lot of the things i've been listening to lately and i didn't even realize it and it's it's interesting yeah i think it's i think yeah i think it more like i think it's just generally becoming much more prevalent and not not even in just the media i consume but i think just overall people are more and more trying to promote the idea of like you know, really like doing you and like enjoying who you are. Yeah. Uh, I think there's been more of a shift of that where, where we're trying to like 
destigmatize certain things and then also like I I think as as we get more a better understanding of just mental health as a society I think that's where the the transitions really also come in where people are like really advocating for self you know fulfillment mm-hmm. which is good always good um yeah I don't really know how much more like specifics i have about this album yeah i don't have that many more i I just want to say this was like a really it's just a good album to listen to in general yeah um because i don't have much more to say about it i wanted to say like i think this is an album that i'll keep listening Mm -hmm. to the songs because it because we've all had songs that we listen to like a lot and then like as like a year goes by or something or maybe a few months we're like oh that like you pick out certain different lines every time you listen to it like after you know pretty much the whole song yeah so i think it's i think if we came back and talked about it like in a year we'd have more to talk about too but as just for right now there's so much on this album too that to talk about that i just i just don't i just couldn't find all of it you know no there is it's yeah i that's that's kind of how i uh when I was trying to think of what I specifically wanted to bring to the table, I was like, there's just so much (laughs) that I don't even know, like what to like triage to say. Mm -hmm. So I figured I I would just speak in more of a a general terms throughout the album. Yeah. No, I got it. I'm glad we, I'm glad we talked about sing about me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it's like a, I know that none of these situations that he's describing are very relatable to any of us, but it's, it's really a lesson in empathy for anyone who doesn't Mm -hmm. come from this background. Like these are people's lives that they live every day and they're, they're in high school. Like, right. Like when we were in high school, we were just hanging out with each other and doing homework and applying to college. Not like worrying if we walked like, a football field away from our house if we were going to get like robbed and right. shot very different uh very different uh, um situations yeah but it's uh that's one thing i really connected with from from dissect when i listened to the t-pad season that uh yeah that cole kushner said it's it's really just about like he he values hip-hop because it it's a big lesson in empathy for him interesting yeah but yeah i'm fine uh wrapping it up jamie if you okay if you want to yeah i'm good with that um so nick you're choosing next week right yes, yes. sir um all right well i guess jordan do you want to go for it since it was your album yeah i want to give this album a i'll give it a nine a nine okay okay so Going between 8.5 and 9, but I, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty I've good. Been kinda, I've, I've, this is probably one of the first ones in a while that's kind of, uh, it's troubled me what I'm going to give it. Because I love the album. Mm-hmm. A lot. Mm-hmm. But I also mm-hmm. love oh, no. his other ones a little <laughs> bit, too. But I, I don't uh, think that I can, like, okay. fairly, I don't think that that can necessarily affect each other and have it be as fair um i'm probably gonna give it an eight and a half okay yeah i feel good about that yeah i think i think that's solid i think i'll give it a uh, are you done yeah yeah i'm good okay i think i'll give it an eight and a half too because i see what is that like an eight point Eight. Uh yeah, that is an eight point six seven, and it is now surpassed Sound and Color and Man on the Moon Man for the Moon. top spot. Yeah, I figured, and we didn't even go like insane on the podcast. This is like a mm-hmm. moderate length podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a testament to the album's emotional weight. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say I don't. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to get into all of it, and even and listen to the listen to the bonus tracks too. I I, I suggested last week when you pick the album that we do the standard version just because the bonus track version is so much longer and the standard version wraps up like the thematics with yeah the, i think it has a it has the bitch don't kill my vibe remix of jay-z at the end but 
like the rest of the songs are like thematically the the story of the album but the oh dang the bonus version has the recipe with dr dre the recipe black hippie remix is the one that i know mm-hmm. and really like but um i'll listen to those I, I didn't actually get a chance to listen to them this week but yeah you should probably check them out i, I think you'll like them yeah but uh, uh yeah I, yeah i gave it an eight and a half too like you said okay. i yeah. i love like kendrick's main three thematic big albums and right I, pr- I probably like Damn a little more than this one, and I think T-Pab a little more than Damn, but I but like I said, I really still need to dig into Damn, you know? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that that's probably on my list. That's how mine would shake out. Mm-hmm. True. So yeah, so then what are we what are we going to be listening to next week, Nicholas? So next week, um, I kind of wanted to listen to something folky at first. That uh, You say folky or polka? <laughs> folky polka okay bro we quit the idea in the podcast right there That's <laughs> but but um but uh i went back on that because i wanted something to comfort me after this week because i was a little down yesterday but um i, I had a i had a newfound it was just it was election related it wasn't anything personal related oh okay. but um uh I had a new attitude after Jordan and I went to the record shop last night and I bought one of the records that I, uh, I had just forgotten about the album and I put it on yesterday and I was like, this is definitely what we're doing. We're doing Sound and Fury by Sturgill Simpson. Nice. So. Sound of Fury? Sound, Sound and, and Fury. and Fury. Yeah. By Stelgio Simpson. There's a, there's a nice Plymouth Roadrunner with a, uh, like mushroom cloud going off in the back. Yeah, yeah, with the, yeah. With the Japanese <laughs> writing in the well, it's it's yeah Japanese inspired font in the top left. Yeah, but yeah, it's a, nice. It's a good one. It is. I I, uh, I know you're a big you, Ronin fan. I do. I really like that song. We'll see if it still is my favorite after I give this album four or five more listens. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you'll enjoy. Uh, You'll enjoy the last song on it too. Jordan, are you familiar with Sturgill at all? Uh, where would I be? I don't think you would. <laughs> okay, I'd be yeah, surprised. His his older stuff sounds more like old country, and yeah. um, but this this album is like yeah, this al- this album is like southern synth rock, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, but it's good. It'll be more cool. more rock than country, honestly. But, yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's good. it's got a lot of attitude behind it. I enjoy it. Nice. Yeah, that it does. That it does. It it definitely lives up to the title of Sound and Fury. Yeah, I'm probably gonna watch the um. <laughs> there's a anime like short film that plays along with the album that's on Netflix. I'm probably gonna watch that over the weekend. <laughs> Dang, actually, let me know about that. I kind of want to watch this. Okay. It's like a post-apocalyptic samurai thing. It's really cool. Yeah, bro, I'll check it out. Dang. Um, I guess we want to talk about what we've been listening to then. And then we'll, oh, yeah. Um, I'll go for... Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Um, oh. I've been listening to Good Kid, Mad City a lot, obviously. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I've been listening to still a lot of Pop Smoke. It's hard to not listen to him as the week goes by. I think I'm going to say that for like the rest you're of the a, year. Uh, you're Maybe. a smoker, as they say. <laughs> I am a smoker now these days. Um entrepreneur i still listen to every once in a while just because it's good and then i've been really into i keep i said this i don't know if i said it last week but i'm still really into this song like i've been into like a couple songs like the last three weeks and it's hard to like not listen to them at least once or a couple times every day uh demons off of drake's latest album is still so good um laugh now cry later off of drake's single (laughs) that he made still really good uh, like Black Balloon by Denzel, I still listen to a decent amount, um, and just a lot of Pop Smoke still. So nice, yeah. Um, I've been listening to. I've also, I don't know, just it's that time of the semester where there's like, it's just stress and no motivation. Um, so I've also yeah. been reaching for comfort music, uh, which has just been listening to honestly mostly apart from listening to this album a few more times. 
just to kind of refresh my brain a little bit. It's just been a lot of like Peach Pit on shuffle. Mm. That like is all comforting. of the music. Yeah. Love it all. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to listen to Private Presley and zone out for a five minutes. Yep. <laughs> five minutes, dog. I zone out for like ever. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <For eternity. laughs> um, yeah, honestly, like that's really mostly what it's been. Gotcha. <laughs> Nick, what have you what have you been tickling your eardrums with? Uh, <laughs> uh, a little bit of Alex Cameron, a little bit of um, yeah, a little bit of Sturgill, a little bit of Knox Fortune. That new album, Stockchild Wonder, still going strong. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's mostly it. I don't think I have any. I was scrolling through the new albums that I added this week and. Yeah, I'm past him now. Nothing, nothing insane. So Mick Jenkins, I've grown to like him a lot recently. Gotcha. All, always Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Perma rotation. But yeah, that's about it. Oh yeah, I bought a a Bahamas single off of his website. That's like a vinyl exclusive in both those. Songs yeah, and you got two bananas with it. Bro, they're all. Why do you keep like? They're on the album cover. <laughs> I know it's just it's so weird to send such a perishable fruit. Wait, what? what? I'm missing something here. They're like, they are they fake bananas? It's like a picture of two bananas. They didn't. Are like, you serious? It didn't come with two bananas. What album is this, bro? What? I've been talking about this for four days, and you're just now telling me those weren't bananas. They are, they are bananas, what? but it's a picture of bananas. This is why, like, I swear every time to God, you re- every time you reference them, I'm like. Yeah, it came with bananas because there's a picture. Like, <laughs> wait, did Jamie thought they were actual I thought bananas? They sent bananas in the mail. No, that's why I kept bringing it up because it was ludicrous. <laughs> wait, 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 so real quick, oh real, real, real I just sent it to story. It's a picture so, of bananas. Yes. So Jamie thought a picture of bananas was real life bananas. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, and that that now it makes more sense that oh, when, I, when I, I see it, yeah, when I, I sent a picture of bananas on your table. Yeah, you were you were like, did you ride on a banana? And I was like, no, they rode on a banana and like sent it to or like I don't th- I don't remember exactly what I said. I thought I clarified that they rode on a banana. Whatever and you took a said, picture of it. you said that they you said they rode on a banana, but then you <sighs> said it came with the album, so it furthered my stupid interpretation. That the picture <laughs> of bananas on the album cover, I th- the lighting also wasn't very well color balanced, and so it kind of blended in with the wooden table it was oh on. My gosh. So I thought it was just bananas <laughs> on the table. <laughs> I could t- wait. Oh, that's when you sent the Snapchat. Yeah. Okay, I could totally see. I thought that they okay. said, ban- and that's I why I kept bringing it up because it literally made no sense to me why they would okay, wait, Jamie, bananas did, to you. Did you did you send it in real life, or did you did you see it in real life, or did you just see it on the podcast? No, it was only it was only or like a on Snapchat a, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Snapchat, uh, dude. That's why I was a uh, okay. I thought they were real bananas because you said they were real bananas, but I literally didn't think like twice about it. I was like, oh. Craig just carved words into a banana if Nick didn't do it. You know? Yeah, I... Okay, man, I feel... And I'm not even going to cut it, because this is funny. <laughs> no, like no, no, no. It's a pic- the picture of this yeah, single probably, cover along we'll, with... Yeah, just flash it flash it up on the screen, we'll too. Because t- it actually is real-looking bananas. I swear we'll I thought that they sent you bananas, and I was blown away. That's why I kept bringing it up. For like a week, I've been saying this shit. <laughs> all right well on that's that note funny. we can wrap her up <laughs> yeah that's definitely going in the description of this week james and jamie doesn't know what a picture is <laughs> jamie doesn't have depth perception he's a damn <laughs> all right um well yeah we just want to say thanks again for checking out this week's episode and remember to tune in next week where we're going to be taking a look at sound and fury by sturgill simpson uh be sure to t- give the album a listener two or more if you're so inclined uh and then you can kind of have your own thoughts about it so you can kind of mentally join in the discussion um feel free to either leave a comment about your thoughts on this week's album on youtube or you can also tweet them at us we are on twitter at at 
Listen Up Pod. And that account, as well as our personal handles, will be in the description of wherever you found this podcast. Um, but for now, we'll catch you next week. And remember to listen up. Mm-hmm.